Hi, and welcome to Around the Loop, a show where we discover what brings people to God and to Weimar Institute. Each episode, we walk one loop around our campus with someone from the Weimar family. You see, the loop is where a lot of Weimar life takes place. It's a half-mile road that circles the campus. It's where we run and walk for exercise. It's where we study, believe it or not, as we quiz each other for tests. It's where we talk over ideas, plans, and problems. And many times, where we pray together. So, we invite you to walk with us as we talk with our guests. We'll get to know their stories and retrace the footprints of their journeys with God. So join us as together we go Around the Loop. Hi, I'm Melissa Osacek here with Heidi Marcoux this morning. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you. Heidi is a phenomenal mentor, a student herself, and a staff member here at Weimar Institute. So we're so glad she's joining us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, Heidi, I've had the privilege of knowing you for some time now, mm -hmm. uh, and so I've seen a little bit of your story unfold. Uh, but for those just meeting you, uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, how you ended up here at Weimar Institute, and uh, what some of your goals may be. Absolutely. Um, well, my name is Heidi, like you mentioned. I currently work as the admissions counselor here at the college, and I've, I grew up in Canada, which is where I know you from. Yes. <laughs> and um, lived there until 17 when I came to Weimar Academy. That's right. And yeah, from there I've gone to Bible college. I worked as a Bible worker for a while. Uh -huh. And then I came here to Weimar and I'm currently studying my master's in counseling. So Heidi, I remember actually our, our Canada days and mm -hmm. I remember you and your sister were both in um, the same school with my brother and I. Yes. And I remember hearing, oh, Heidi Marcoux's gone out to this California school called Weimar. Yes. <laughs> and I remember thinking, where is Weimar? <laughs> I mean, if it's in California, it must be pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. What was your, what has been your experience like after you, you came for high school? Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned you went to a Bible college. Mm -hmm. Was that on the Weimar campus or somewhere else? Yeah. Well, my experience at Weimar has kind of been twofold. So um, God called me here when I was in high school and that was for one purpose uh -huh. and then later on he called me here again which I was not expecting um, but I'm so thankful for sure. and that was later on after I'd gone to Bible College which was um, in air off campus uh -huh. and um, now has brought me back here so it's kind of two two different full stories circle, yeah huh? full circle totally <laughs> uh, so in high school um, yeah, I was raised in a Christian home, uh -huh. Adventist home, and my parents are amazing. They mm -hmm. taught us so well, but there always comes a point where your religion and your spirituality has to become your own. Right. And um, that was definitely my experience when I was in high school. I was just living life, and I was at this crossroad where I was going to either choose um, like what my friends were doing and sure. just you know, following my own way, or was I going to look for something deeper? Mm -hmm. And I totally was not a fan of just, I don't know, coming to boarding academy, but I definitely <laughs> right. liked the California part. Sure. And um, 
So I came to visit because I was like, okay, parents, I'll just come visit. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> yeah, I came and I just saw something different about these kids mm. and I knew what it was. I was like, I know that what they have is Jesus. Right. But I, I know what it is, but I don't know how to get it. Right. And so I just kind of put my two feet in and said, I want that experience. They're, they're wow. good kids. They're cool kids. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of my experience in high school was it became this culture or like the cool thing to be spiritual. Mm. And, you know, it, it needs to come to a point where it's past that, where no matter what your environment is, you are um, choosing God and on fire for him. Right. But at that point, that's what I needed. Right. I needed a little booster. I needed an environment. Mm-hmm. I needed peers. I needed um, something that would that would automatically kind of point me in that mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. And by God's grace, that's kind of where my journey started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went on camp out and I remember them saying, Okay, for Sabbath school today, we're just going to spend <laughs> 90 minutes oh, yes. alone mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. And I, like, had never done that before. Really? So yeah. it was yeah. it was like I was set up on, like, a blind date or something. <laughs> Good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this God? Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to spend 90 minutes with him. I don't know him. And wow. I've been told about him. You know, it's kind of yeah. like all your friends yeah. tell you about this amazing person. Sure. And now you're going to go spend time with him. And you're like, uh, what, what do I do? Right. <laughs> what do I expect? <laughs> right. And right. so, uh, yeah, I just sat down, opened my Bible. And I had also brought Steps to Christ. Uh-huh. And sitting there in nature, I remember just reading about how God's handiwork and his signature mm. is still written in every single piece of nature, right. in every part of nature. And I could see it around me. And uh-huh. that was just, it gripped me. And, you know, there was nothing s- super special about something I read, but it was just an experience right. that I started having. Whole. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I came back from that and I remember thinking, wow, my life could be so much more fulfilled or more meaningful if God was a bigger part of it. Wow. Um, and so from then, that that kind of, I had never really become passionate about anything before, you know, never had like big goals that I had really like sure. hung on to, but, sure. but that became my, my focus now. That was something hmm. I was passionate about. And I didn't know what I wanted to do in my future in, uh-huh. in terms of a career or uh-huh. studies, but I knew that I had found Jesus. And, and so since that was what I knew, um, I started to pursue it. Um, so during the summers I started, uh, I, I was involved with a Cole Porter ministry. Um, and so started going door to door and that was just an incredible experience. (laughs) Nothing like it. One of the most challenging, but rewarding works I've ever been involved in. Um, I remember my first door I just I think I you know it gave the book for uh, the wrong price and <laughs> said all the wrong things and Aww. and but I prayed with them and I walked away and thought like this is ministry like right. this is personal ministry sure. and so um continued in that work I became a leader I went to Bible I remember college. yes Melissa she was, was one of my leaders <laughs> my first yeah, uh, summer yeah. canvassing that's right um and that journey was was amazing um 
so so yeah, I just I I, I continued I continued doing that after I graduated high school. Still didn't really know what career looked like, but <laughs> sure. I knew I was in love with God. I yeah. knew that I had found this yeah. awesome ministry that um, was exciting and, you know, there was uh, a culture around it as mm -hmm. well. And so I went to Bible college and it was amazing to just finally really understand what I believed wow. and to have, um, to be able to share a Bible study on mm -hmm. I don't know what happens when you die or right or or what you know with what confidence with confidence right? and knowing exactly mm -hmm. and then during my bible work practicum to to actually share with people in the community mm. um my experience and my beliefs um so one thing about working in ministry is that the devil attacks you pretty hard oh, yes. um, <laughs> and so after i graduated from bible college remember i'd always had this environment around me uh -huh. where um, I had people, mm -hmm. I had culture, sort and of a cushion. there was a cushion, yeah. and I wasn't out on my own. Right. Um, so after Bible college, I didn't know what to do next, so I started just the next obvious thing, which was um, Bible working uh, on my own for a small community, an amazing church, uh -huh. um, so many positive things about that experience, but this was probably one of the hardest experiences of my life to wow. date. And um, why was that? Well, I think part of it was just the shock of going <laughs> from this super cushioned environment uh -huh. to to now having to not only live by yourself, uh -huh. but to work by yourself and to be this spiritual leader. Oh, wow. Um, right. at, at a really young age, I was 21. Right. Um, and so I, <laughs> I didn't know how to adult. I didn't know how to sink or swim. Right. It was really right. crazy. Um, and and I think so many people are called to that kind of lifestyle. Hmm. But I kind of graduated, and I had this feeling now that okay, now I have all the bases covered. Uh -huh. I can go out and save the world. Like <laughs> I am like now superwoman. Yes. <laughs> And, and I had this really high standard for myself and also a very high spiritual standard mm. because now everyone in this church, I wasn't just Bible working, I was supposed to um, train the church members how to also do what I did. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And, and I did it, and I did it uh, well for sure. almost two years. Um, but I started having questions because right. um, just, you know, I realized that even though I had been to Bible college, even though I went to an awesome academy, mm -hmm. even though I was raised a Christian, um, like I still had questions and uh -huh. maybe I didn't have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Maybe, um, you know, different relationships started coming into mm -hmm. my life that uh, kind of threw me for a loop. Sure. And, um, <laughs> and I was, I was, I kind of, at, at a certain point, I faced this dichotomy hmm. where I was like, I am this spiritual leader mm -hmm. in, in, in Christianity mm -hmm. or in the, or for this, for this group of people, sure. but I am empty myself. Wow. And it, I realized that I couldn't give out of an right. empty cup and I didn't, I didn't know how to really balance my time. Like there were so many factors for involved. Sure. There's, there's no Always like one is. factor that mm -hmm. I can point to and say like, mm -hmm. that was it. But um, over time, I started going into a pretty 
deep depression. Um, and yeah, so my sleeping patterns just got super thrown off. Sure. I didn't want to eat. Yeah. Um, literally, it was all I could do to get out of bed and go to the few Bible studies I had. Mm. It really got to that point. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's unfortunate because I, I think, you know, you know, looking back, I think Bible workers have such a powerful ministry, but you know, you right. look at pastors, you look at spiritual leaders, and mm -hmm. a lot of them do suffer with depression Absolutely, or yeah. other mental yeah. illnesses. And um, so, yeah, I don't know if you have any follow-up questions, but sure. but basically what happened, what brought me to Weimar the second time was kind of what I'm leading up to right. is, I I mean, a Weimar was not in my thoughts at all. This was like January really? 20. After you left, you were kind of like, all right, this was goodbye. Well, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> After I left for the academy, I like, yeah. I had these visual images of me, um, like we would have to walk from here to the academy <laughs> and I would run. That's and right. I was like, this is the race of faith. Like oh. I can't stop. Once I leave academy, this it's just you know, Done. sailing from here. And so, oh. well, no, it's so amazing that God brought me back because it really is a place of healing. Uh -huh. and, um, and and that's not to say that Weimar is the only place of healing or that it has to be no. the answer for everyone. But mm -hmm. to me, it had been that in my past experience and mm -hmm. kind of God just brought me back full circle. Right. Um, okay, so what happened is <laughs> I, it got to the point where I, was practically faking it <laughs> you know like right. i'm up there i'm giving sermons i'm yeah. giving bible studies yeah. but i don't even know about my own christianity hmm. and mm -hmm. i'm just up there saying words Empty and talking words. and mm -hmm. and and i was just a, a corpse because because hmm. inside i had so many questions mm -hmm. and, and was mm -hmm. really hurting uh so i took it to god and because I had believed that he had called me there and would help me through it. Right. Uh, and I think I could have, you know, just stuck it out mm -hmm. and, and maybe finished my course, but powered through. Powered yeah. through. But whenever I'm at those stages in life, I like to go to nature, kind of like yes. how I, my first experience was. Oh, and clear the mind. Clear the mind, spend time with God and nature and read and. Yeah, I think that God can really impress in those moments of quietness. Uh -huh. So I climbed a mountain, took my Bible up there, took the day off, and I started reading. And I just happened to be in Joshua. Hmm. And Joshua 1.9, be of good courage, <laughs> for I will be with you wherever mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. And those words are so simple, but they like struck a chord that I didn't expect them to strike huh. in that God would be with me even if I left Bible work. Even wow. if I left what I thought was my reason sure. for living, you know, what and, and I, yeah, I realized uh -huh. that I had basically put God in a box hmm. and thought I will, he will only be with me uh -huh. if I am doing X, Y, and Z. But uh -huh. the reality is that God cares so much more than yes. about what you do. Yes. <laughs> he really cares about who you are right. and your total mindset about him. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't just care about what you do. He cares about who you are on the inside, on the core. Right. Wow. Um, That's powerful, Heidi. Right. 
and, and I just it got it struck me like like a you know basketball <laughs> just <laughs> my head I don't know I think I see the basketball it's the, court yeah it's, it's the basketball court oh. um so yeah and I was like what uh-huh I thought God would call me to his work but I never thought he would call me away from it huh uh-huh. and and I've seen this, unfortunately, in a, a lot of times in ministry, whenever mm-hmm. they go hardcore in, mm-hmm. it's like they leave, they, they go in hard and they leave hard. Right. And I didn't want that to be my story. I didn't want to, to leave and be all out and be like, mm-hmm. you know what? I give up on Christ. Forget I give it. up on right. all of this. Forget it. Right. And, and that could have been my story, but God was just kind of planting a seed that no, like, even if you leave, like just because you're not a leader in ministry doesn't mean you shouldn't be involved in ministry. Mm. And you just need to find your foundation, find your core, like find, right. you know, who find you who are. are yeah, as, yeah. And, and find stability. Right. Anyways, so <laughs> long story short, I decided that um, it was so weird. I felt like Abraham leaving a foreign country because I really had no idea where I was going or what I would do. I just knew that God was calling me Uh to leave. And I couldn't, I I can't get over the point that I couldn't believe that God was going to call me away from something that I thought was my entire purpose of of existence. Wow. Like it was really Uh a a challenge. Um, But yeah, I... I got a call to interview at a position up here. Uh, that didn't work out, but then some family friends said, you know what, you can live with us indefinitely. And wow. it was up here, my sister was going to the college. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, I might as well just look for some, you know, different opportunities to yeah. do service. And I remember um, in personnel committee, when they were interv- when they were, you know, doing the final interview, they sure. said, why do you want to work at Weimar? Like, <laughs> don't you see yourself like working in the health program or working huh. it with our church and Bible work? Like with your resume, why are you hmm. applying for the admissions counselor? And I was also working at the cafeteria at the time. Uh-huh. And I told them, I said, I've realized in my life that ministry is more than just knocking on doors and giving yes. sermons right. and, you know, teaching others the Bible. That is absolutely right. a part of it. Mm-hmm. But what I was learning was that ministry can be washing dishes at the cafeteria (laughs) ministry can be talking to people on the phone in a christ-centered way ministry can be all those things because those that that was lacking in my life Uh i thought you know my identity of a christian was tied around ministry and unfortunately it had gotten to that point Mm -hmm. so god Mm -hmm. had to really just change my mindset and bring me to a place where he could show me like I'm going to be with you and uh-huh. I want you I want you to show me to others no matter what you're doing. It's not and so much the action as as the heart motivation exactly in what you're doing. Right. Wow, that's powerful Heidi. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I welcome. know there are many many others out there uh, listening and watching today who maybe resonate with your story, mm-hmm. maybe resonate with feeling like um, they've lost meaningfulness in their lives, lost purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for those uh, struggling with that, do you have any bit of wisdom or um, just an inspiring last thought to leave them with as we wrap up today? Right. Well, if you're struggling with a feeling of 
not having purpose um, and you're going through like a hard time, I've found that even pain has a purpose. Hmm. Even, you know, you know, because you because you think like pain is just something that that tells you that something is wrong. Right. An and indicator. so if you can if you can see pain as as or, or discomfort or like when I was going through that depression, like uh-huh. it was telling me like there are things that are that are wrong about the way I'm thinking, uh-huh. the way I'm living. And and God was able to stoop down to me in that and start showing me, unfolding me um, who he was Mm -hmm. and who he wanted me to be. And so I guess my encouragement would be like, look for the glimmers of hope, even in your discouragement, even in, um, you know, your suffering and God will, and, and, and kind of just, just follow those, hold on to those. One of my best friends, when I was really struggling said, I said, well, I feel like I'm going to, you know, fall off this rope. And uh-huh. she said, well, then tie a knot and hold on. And so that's what I did. And so that, I guess that would be my encouragement to those that are struggling or listening and, and looking for purpose. Just hold on to the light that you do have. Yeah. And there's a, there's a purpose even in, even in the darkest moments. Thank you, Heidi. Yeah, you're welcome. Again, I'm Melissa Osachek, and this is Heidi Marku here with us today. And this was Around the Loop. Thanks for joining us on another trip Around the Loop. Perhaps after listening, you have a desire to learn more about Weimar Institute and the people who make this campus a reality. Maybe you're even curious about joining the family. If you have any questions at all, feel free to check us out online at weimar.edu or on your favorite social media accounts. Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Weimar Institute. We're on YouTube as well, where you can watch a short film on our guest speakers. And don't forget to subscribe to our show at Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Melissa Osichek, and this was Around the Loop.